Welcome back to another episode of Underrated. We are the Undercast Company. I am Alan Torres, and joining me as usual are my lovely co-hosts, Ariel Ortiz and Derek McDuff. Hey, how's it going? Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out, and thank you guys for joining in. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about um, kind of a heavy, psychedelic, weird fucking drama. This was on my Underrated kind of list for a long time but i was always very mixed about it because even when i first saw it i was very mixed about it but i really wanted to challenge myself and give it another watch this one is 2009's enter the void by jasper noe i think that's how you say it yeah directed by him written by him as well and lucille i'm gonna butcher this hadzi hadzi halilovic i hope uh, starring um, Pat de la Puerta and Nathaniel Brown. So what this film is about, real quick, it's um, pretty much a first-person psychedelic view of dying. Essentially, the main character, Nathaniel Brown's character, Oscar, he is killed by the police in the beginning of the film, and the whole film is him just kind of having an out-of-body experience, Him, his spirit goes whatever you want to stole, whatever you want to call it, is floating around um, Tokyo, in Japan. I'm assuming Tokyo, Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a... Uh, what, what's the term? Your life flashing before your eyes, before you die kind of thing. And there's a lot of different meanings about the film. I, I kind of thought it was about you know death and reincarnation because there's a big... In the first couple minutes, there's a lot about uh, reading the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Where it's about, you know, when you die, you see these certain things, you see your, your memories of people you loved and everything, and then you're reincarnated. But when I was reading about it, Jasper Noah had a whole different kind of thing about it, but I, I'll bring that up later. So yeah, that's kind of the quick little synopsis of the film. We're going to delve deeper into the really fucking wild, just psychedelic trip of a film it is. So I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. I think moral of the story is that don't be a literal mother ever. Motherfucker, in, yeah. Unless, <laughs> yeah. Unless you want your mother to be your sister. That's the thing that I got from it. Um, yeah. Okay. It, this is I, like a I Russian nesting doll of Oedipus complexes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Oedipus complexes. Elect- I don't think... So she, he definitely had an Oedipus complex. And then they both had kind of like flowers in the basement. Kind of vibes. Flowers in the attic. Flowers in the attic. Yeah. Flowers in the attic. There you go. Opposite way. Of essentially, yeah. They. I. I think that. Well, he did end up being. I. It's kind of assumed. That's the thing too. Like I want to dive into of like essentially how it is not exactly what the French fr- French friend character explained because like I. I. That's why I was like, and I, that's why I was like, oh, this movie's like it. it it's weird. It gets too much, like uh, it's uh, in in uh, incredibly I, overstimulating. Like not this. not Holy really. Shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Not even and not even um, it's n- doesn't even warn you. Like at lo- yeah. like doesn't even warn you at the beginning that, that it's gonna be. So I feel really bad. I'm really hoping that they put warning somewhere. You know, on the poster for like, I'm you know, epileptic people. I mean, because just, it yeah. just opens. It opens yeah. with bright flashing lights, and I Fuck was yeah. like, I couldn't yeah. do it. I I like to, I was turned away. Yeah. You I know, mean, I, I it's like irreversible. It yeah. is iconic because of a fucking rape scene. So. I think Jasper. No, he really doesn't give a shit. I think he yeah. was like, "Fuck it, you're in. You're in for this." Yeah, shout yeah. out to, I did watch this on Canopy, they did have a little disclaimer when you selected oh, the good. movie that says, like, beware of, like, flashing lights and stuff like that, and also weird-ass sex scenes. Yeah, the sec- it was so many, the whole last second, like, not even minute, it was, like, 10, the 15 minutes? 10, 15, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it, it's just, like, too much, it's, like, is this gonna get to a point? And it doesn't get into a point because they don't like you know when when he enters his his sister's womb, 
Um, it's not even that first building. Like it, you, you, it, uh, kind of thing. Like I thought it was like, oh, is this the same one? It's like no, it's just it's a different place. I'm like, then why did you have to show that whole first place? <laughs> kind of thing. I guess it's like him searching. Now thinking about it, it's because that's where the glow. Yes. That's where the glows has ha- like he started to see the glows and stuff. It wasn't the first time he saw he saw sex or his, the first time he saw his um sister having it. Ugh, it's so weird how that we're having this conversation. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's like that was the meaning of it. Maybe uh, that that's like okay, you're ready to jump in. And and or or come in. <laughs> yep. Oh man, not in, come in. <laughs> that close up. Uh, just yeah. Just up the head. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I appreciate it for its spirituality and its concept. The visuals are. I mean, the the psychedelic visuals are are pretty cool, pretty interesting. Like at the beginning, it starts off in the form of. When he first like takes the that that drug at the beginning, it kind of starts off in the form DMT. of like EMT EMT right DMT DMT. He's always asking for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it he ta- first takes that, it's like psychedelic shapes and stuff like that. First, like or na- naturally, like which you kind of see, and I appreciate it. Like of a in the form of like synapses and neurons which was like a pretty cool thing to see cuz that's like essentially what the the drug is you know firing and doing so i really liked and dug the visualness of of those not, i don't want like of the actual like psychedelic concept yeah you could be you <laughs> could you could be a little vague and be like yeah. i like the psychedelic vision yeah. yeah yeah when they yeah. had like the organic patterns and stuff kind yeah. of like yeah, yeah. exactly that was cool. um and like yeah, I really like the the kind of. I mean, you get a sense of like why both him and his sister. Who at for a second I thought that his sister wasn't messed up, but then she she like starts like trying to mack him like right when she sees him again in the airport, like after the airport. So I'm like, oh, okay, she's already messed up anyway because mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, he messed her up, he started her on drugs, and like no, she was already a freak, which is like. <laughs> You understand at least why they're, you know, because of all the trauma that they had with their, with their parents' death, especially that they're all messed up in that way. It, I had in the case of of Oscar as a character, I was like equating it to like essentially, and then also at the beginning, like when when it's like a drug bust and all that, I I was essentially like connecting it to. Like the Safdie brothers, um, good time, and then also uncut gems, where it's like these characters that essentially write their own undoing in a way, and aren't the greatest people. Uh, most of the time, to surround themselves with not the greatest people, manipulate. So I didn't really feel bad for Oscar. The one character that I mainly felt bad for in this movie was his French friend. Like, yeah, he's an addict and stuff like that, but I think he really did care for him. He really did care. I think he really did care for his, his sister. Uh, he kind of was gentle with her. And I, I like saying, like, oh, you should keep an eye on her. Like, in in kind of like a flirty way to, to, to Oscar. But then also I think he was like, no, you should like, you know, he, she is beautiful. You should keep an eye on her kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of like kind of felt bad about him and how he like kind of got delved into this because he wasn't the drug drug dealer and stuff like that it was the other guy the weird man pervert guy kind of thing um which one the right. the dealer the dealer the one <laughs> that that liked to to um apparently smear his his um crap on on the guys that he would mess around with their heads, the back of their head. The dealer. The dealer. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, fucking yeah, yeah. guy who looks like Flea. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So then, like, that too. I I, w- I found it very interesting because he chose to, I as- assume, set this before 2001. Because in the supposed, like, vision of your future that that you see, based on, like, what, what the French friend said... 
you know, at the beginning of like of what you see. They it cuts to like a um a New York borough and in the background is the two towers. So mm-hmm. so it's like I was like, Oh, that's date in the movie dating this time okay (laughs) um i thought it was more like maybe that was like a flashback to when he was younger or like when he was no because that was his that was his his sister and his french friend because his the guy had long hair the dad Hmm. had long hair so yeah okay yeah i'll I'll bring oh yeah we'll go into that in a little bit yeah Yeah. because because it's a little weird but yeah, so uh, Derek, I I, I kind of saw a spoiler of you of on Letterbox of how you felt, so I kind of want to curious to hear. Yeah, well, you know, I think this is definitely a film that I'm very very glad that I got to watch because the filmic language in this is is really strong and interesting. It's doing a lot of things with these this kind of like the way this camera it's all from a pov like at the first 30 minutes when you're like literally just looking at this guy's eyes and you're seeing like the blinks and everything mm-hmm. and then it becomes an out-of-body experience and it's like for parts of it, it's like a third person and then parts of it this camera's floating around like a david fincher movie and it's doing all this really interesting stuff from like an editing and like shooting standpoint where the camera will just kind of be zooming around and he's just almost this omniscient figure where he can look at anything that's happening in the city or go back and forth in time and i found all of that very very cool and interesting it did a lot of stuff where it's like commenting on the way our film language mirrors the way we tend to use our memory and the way our memories are just kind of fragmented scenes like this and the way that this film is doing the same thing in the same way that film can mirror even like a drug trip and then it becomes all that gets tied together in this out-of-body experience that is maybe death, but maybe it's just like, Alan, as you're kind of alluding to, actually a drug trip of somebody who had just heard about the Tibetan Book of the Dead and it's not really happening. And all that is just really there in the way that the film is shot. And getting to look at it was really cool. I do like that style of filmmaking a lot. I think for me, though, it's just when it gets to be so experimental that you are just kind of getting taken out of the film at certain points. You're a little bored at points because it's just like that, mm-hmm. like that last scene where it's just like looking at like, here's another couple having sex. Here's another couple having sex. Here's another. It was a little much for me. You can tell that this movie is clearly inspired by 2001 A Space Odyssey, specifically that last Star Child sequence. There's a lot of stuff that is like, wow, Gaspar Noé saw that shit and ran with it. Um, And while that's a five-star movie for me, I love that movie. What I like about that movie is that is all contained to the end. And up till that point, the first, like, three-fourths of the movie are very formalistic. There's weird stuff happening, but it's shot like a normal movie. The plot progresses normally. And then it gets weird and trippy and stuff at the end. So I think I probably... Like, I did really like that first 30 minutes, and I liked a lot of it. It was just probably too much for me. I also did watch the original cut, the one that played at Cannes, rather mm-hmm. than the cut-down version, which went from, like, an like 160 minutes to, I think, about 120 minutes, so from about two and a half yeah, hours like, down to a clean two. I, I think, no, actually, I think I saw the original, I think it's, like, two hours and 40 minutes, almost three hours, and then I actually watched the cut-down version, and it's two hours and 23 minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's about, like, 20 minutes cut yeah okay Mm -hmm. and maybe i would have liked it a little bit more if i'd seen the cut version but it's it's definitely one of those movies that i can appreciate i'm glad i finally got to see a gaspar noe movie because i know he is really big among people who like experimental film and that kind of thing and so it's something that i definitely needed to experience if you are a big fan of film like this is really an experienced movie where i think you should just like watch it Interestingly enough, I almost watched this movie when I was high, but I I don't really get high that often. Um, I'm I'm not really a big drug guy, but my roommate happened to have like half a cookie, and I, when I was planning to watch this, and she's like, "You want half?" and I was like, "Sure." We and we we're hanging out, and I was like, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should watch this because I was gonna watch it tonight, and then and then we were like, "No, let's watch something lighter." So I'm really glad because I did not know all the intense stuff. Was this would have been not necessarily a fun watch. 
with my roommate, so I'm glad I kind of just like watched this alone and experienced all the weirdness. Uh, had a much more fun time watching a different drug movie last night, Pineapple Express. Very, very different drug movie. But yeah, I, I, I'm glad that I got to to kind of watch this movie and just have this very unique experience. I also wanted to say that some of the actors in this, despite a lot of the people in this movie not being professional actors, a lot of them are, are pretty good, particularly the guy who plays the French friend uh, Alex, Alex. Roy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's never been in anything before. And then the main actress, she is actually an actress, uh, Paz uh, de la Horta. Yeah. She was really good. Can't necessarily say the same thing about Nathaniel Brown. He's a director more than an actor, but he just had the back of his head, so it wasn't too much of a problem. But yeah, yeah overall, you know, so, glad so I checked I, it off the list. Speaking of, of just hearing essentially his voice mainly, I don't know, Alan, if you got the sense of like, I, I was like, first, there were moments where I was like, that sounds like Greg Sestero. Like, he sounds like Greg Sestero at parts. And I was just Greg like... Sestero. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, it makes sense. It yeah, makes the, sense. That, like, that, I don't that know. Delivery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, um, yeah, because especially like seeing like Best Friends and, and um, what, Mystery, it, was it Mystery Valley? Something like that. That's his movie. But I was like, yeah. That's that's like he's he's kind of like a Greg Sestero kind of character, of it, especially his character in the room, in the how stupid he is, <laughs> no, no no how how like messed up he he screws people over, um, mm-hmm. but yeah like uh I I think like maybe I there were times where I was yeah I was like okay this is like get on with it a little bit get on with it a little bit, but I think I like when movies are like start off weird and continue on weird instead of like abruptly changing and becoming weird i think that for me kind of takes takes me out of a movie so i i was like at least like at the beginning especially with the flashing lights i'm like okay this is gonna be this is gonna be it this is yeah. gonna be weird those and credits think, were by the way so fucking fire i was i was watching one of I was the thinking, best I opening can't, credits all, I, all I, I was honestly time. thinking like this is the best credits i've seen since fucking scott pilgrim which i think came out yeah. around the same time yeah, like this yeah, came yeah, out yeah, in yeah. theaters in 2010 it was in Cannes in 2009 but so yeah about the same time yeah yeah i have i have a fear of, of epilepsy so i'm okay <laughs> i'm like i don't want to <laughs> chance that i don't want to <laughs> chance that but i really did like right when it's open and like me being I watch gameplay more more so than than play. So for me, when it opened and it was that first person kind of thing, I was like, "Oh, this would be an awesome like just like I'm sure there are. I mean, I think it is called like first person person RPG, and oh, yeah. like especially with the voiceover and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is just like first person RPG. Like especially like his dialogue of like going like pick up this." It's like, okay, go and pick up this. Okay, splash your face with water. It's like the opening of a video game, like learning the controls. Like once he says like, oh, pick up this. Right bumper, pick up this. Or, you know, or, or you know, splash water. Like press left bumper, splash water on your on huh. your face. So I I was really into it after, because of that. I was just like, okay. Because I, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it was just a very interesting movie. The one thing that I was like, I almost like threw my hands up in the air for was what, because essentially does like a loop, you could say, back to his, his death, essentially. And then it for a second looked like it was going to loop again and essentially start from back the start of the story and then come back around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again go back in time completely and then like go linear again. So, so when it, cause it shows that, that white green also, that also flashes again. Yeah. Yeah. Again. And I was like, are we going back to the beginning again? Are we looping three times and stuff like that? <laughs> but no, we, we ended up not, we ended up continuing on linearly. So I was like, okay. Right. We ended up getting nutted on our face. Right. Inside I was like, of <laughs> right. Just like I was like, how did I how did I stumble on this tab in Pornhub? Like like the fucking mm-hmm. sister fucking like out of I was like, this is a very specific weird kink that Gaspar Noe has, I guess. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, no, nah, it, it was uh like when I first heard about it, I, I I like to challenge myself with like experimental films just because 
I want to see how far my limit goes. As somebody who grew up with the internet being unmonitored, <laughs> I, I at 12 years old, I saw things I should not have seen at all. <laughs> so I was and like... why and, you're and, messed up. <laughs> yeah, and to this day, I still... Uh, you know, our, our old co-host, Fred, me and him both kind of just ran into shit we shouldn't have, and we still to this day push ourselves to be like, this is kind of fucked up. All right, let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to just be like, ah. And then we, and then you kind of just get out of it, and you're like, why did I do that? Uh, all right, let me see it again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how I felt with this, where, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, funny enough, I saw the longer version. And it took me two nights to finish it just because, like, it was fucking mm -hmm. slow. This time around, seeing the shorter cut, it was a much better experience. And mm -hmm. it, it was, it had a better pace. I, I noticed that immediately where I was like, oh my god, yes. Because I, I when, when before going into it, my biggest anxiety about it was I was like, it's fucking slow. I think I even texted you guys, hey, it's yeah, fucking three hours long, it's fucking mm -hmm. slow. But um, Yeah, me too. I, I I thought I was like kind of getting worried about that, and maybe it is. Yeah, the that it, it's just short by by twenty minutes. Is that what you're saying? That it was. Yeah. It's, well, mm -hmm. yeah, it it I I guess it makes a really good yeah. um difference then because yeah. because there were moments of slowness, but not as much as like like Derek you were saying of like just complete lulling. I think for me, most part. I like had to pause because of just kind of like I I get a cringe kind of feel when it's when it's like uh, those kind of movies of like this person's just making so many bad mistakes. So in that that kind of first roundabout, where telling you his his past leading up to him getting shot and him just making horrible decisions, horrible decisions with like no remorse. That's the, mm -hmm. the, the that's the type of like character that gives me cringe. So I had to pause pause for that moment. But I think for me like yeah, like I said, like the visual wonkiness. I think that's what just kind of kept me in and then that's why like I very much skipped over the the whole like um love hotel part because I'm like there's nothing like psychedelic in this part that could could like kind of that was the most stuff. psychedelic yeah. part about the People whole film laser beams like, out of their dicks in that part yeah the, yeah but you see one space beam out of a dick out of a it's more yeah. so i think the space beams are in the womb but anyway no uh, there the, was like the, the whole scene it was like i don't know maybe that was the scene that was cut because it fuck it kept going on and yeah. on you're like here's yeah, another no, no, it kept, here's another couple it did, it did. no it, it it kept going but anything the conjunction is is lit up but then it's like okay i've seen i've seen two conjunctions essentially and of of like whispering willows of light you know, let me just I, I and I and we're getting you know getting closer to to recording, so I'm like ah, let me just get through this. <laughs> let me just skip through this. Yeah. The, I mean, I'll I mean, I'll be honest. The the last the first half hour, the opening credits, and the last fifteen minutes are probably my favorite parts of the whole film. Just because I mean, the whole film is I grew more appreciation now seeing it a second time because I knew what to expect. And I was able to take in, take out, take in all the psychedelicness of it, because I love like psychedelics of it. I like, you know, I love psychedelic music. That's one of my favorite genres, especially with like EDM or you know, I'm, I'm a big Queens of Stone Age fan. So I, I need it to be just so overstimulating. It's one of my big things. So this time around, kind of knowing that it's a heavy film. And being able to just take it in, I was like, okay, I I actually liked it better this time around. The first time it was like just horribly slow. Like I said, it took me two nights to finish it, and it wasn't because it was heavy. I just was falling asleep. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, all right, I'm I'm tired. I'm just gonna knock out, and I finished it the next night. But yeah, this is definitely a movie where I wasn't like drawn by the story. Mm -hmm. I was like. I wanted to experience it. Exactly. Like, I was <laughs> like, this is a, a, a movie you experience kind of thing. And, and I like how you put it earlier, Derek, that it is something I suggest to people to watch as an experience. I don't necessarily think you should watch it high as fuck because mm -hmm. I was thinking about doing it this time around, but I was kind of busy. Like, I was kind of doing a lot of shit while I was watching it. 
And I'm really glad I didn't because I realized, holy shit, just watching this sober, I was like, damn, this is a lot. This was mm-hmm. more than I remembered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's the thought I had. I was like, I was I was like, man, it was a lot for me to watch like a simple comedy last night where people are like, you know, having trouble being high. I could not have been able to handle this in, an, in, in you know, an altered state because, yeah, like, yeah, go on. Sorry. No, are you say Ariel? I think this for me, the most part, because my expectation was like, I'm not going to get this movie at all. So I was like at least happy in that point, or I I don't know maybe I didn't get it according to to what Alan has to say about about what the writer director says. I thought I was like oh okay it's gonna it's it's about this whole idea of reincarnation. So I went in the moment thinking that I was like appreciative like I'm getting it I'm getting it kind of thing, which is like with these kind of movies like I. Most of the time, don't get it. I think so, yeah. Well, yeah. No, Alan, I, I, you oh, go sorry, go ahead. It. No, go ahead, Derek. No, sorry. no, no. I wanted. I was just gonna say, throw it to you. I wanted because we kind of talked about Noe's like interpretate or not interpret. He's director. He's the one who has this. But it's. I don't know. I, I I'm always interested by that quote unquote death of the author thing where there's something that comes out and you're like, oh, cool. I can interpret it this way. I can interpret it this way. I think like Eric, you're like, I think this is a movie about reincarnation. And I, you know, I, I do kind of believe that like. Your interpretation of this is just as valid as what Gaspar Noé has to say in something that is a collaborative medium like film. I don't think someone can just say, well, you know what? You watched that wrong. Your interpretation, it's not right. I made the movie. I would know. I'm like, there's nothing in the text that like, definitively says that. This is a movie that you could watch and interpret a number of different ways. And I always appreciate that. And it always kind of, I'm always just kind of like, you know what? Just because you're the director doesn't mean that you can necessarily tell me, nope, this is wrong. You're wrong for thinking that I made it like this. But I'm like, yeah, but the, somebody else shot this. Somebody else acted in this. Somebody else did, you know, in this case, it's the same writer director, but a lot of times it's a different writer. So I, I'm, I'm always kind of like that death of the author thing. I'm always kind of like more on the side of like, it's open to interpretation. But Alan, you want to talk a little bit more about the uh, Gaspar Noe was saying about it. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I I agree with you, Derek. I kind of sometimes like when something is just completely canonized by the writer director, but but there are situations, like you said, where it's nice to be open to interpretation. Like if it's like something very straightforward, where it's like you know, hey, that guy got shot right in the face, and mm-hmm. he oh, like scream, like everyone right now in, in the scream fandom for some reason really wants Stu Mocker from the first scream to come mm-hmm. back to life. And I was like, no, a TV fell on his face. He's fucking dead. Stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm, pre- I, I don't think they've ever confirmed that. I mean, you know, rest in peace, Wes Craven, you know, he, 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 he can't be here to confirm it, but I'm pretty sure Kevin Williamson, the writer will one day be like, no, he's fucking dead, dude. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, it fell on his fucking face. There's no way he's going to come back. But segueing to J- Jasper, Jasper, no, is it Jasper or Gasper? Yeah. Yes. Gaspar. Can- Gaspar yes. Noe. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't want to like butcher it, but you know, but um, his, his thing is like, he, he was saying that he's like very, you know, he's like, I don't believe in anything. I'm not religious or anything like that. He's like this. And I had the same interpretation as Ariel. I was like, Oh, reincarnation, because that was the whole setup in the first half. Yeah. Hour. Like an outline, yeah. literally like an outline, you know? Yeah. That's exactly what I took away from it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go, okay, you're setting it up. There's the pay, the literal payoff. Mm-hmm. like in my face you know and he's <laughs> like no you're wrong it's actually a dude got way too fucking high and he was super stoned and when he got shot he had a dream and all of this is kind of a dream that's going on and then he's he dies kind of thing and then he even kind of says that i'm paraphrasing a lot but essentially he says that like at one point he kind of thinks that it's also a loop where he's like it's actually not his sister it's his mom Kid, like his, like Oscar's mom. Because that's why it kind of cuts at the end. I think it cuts. It does it cut to his mom's face and then her. her yeah, face? but it's his, very yeah, hard mom, to like, see. Giving birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know to if him. it's his mom giving birth. It just you shows do see a... her. You do see oh, her. Like, yeah, you, you yeah. see her. Okay. There's parts where like when it's his dad and his mom are like fucking or whatever, and then yeah, you see it that changes part. to his sister and Alex, okay. and then it kind of yeah. goes, and then because like when the the. <laughs> When the camera closes up on that nipple, it's kind of hard to see the mom's face because yeah. it's like kind of faded almost. But 
from what he says, it's like, yeah, that's his mom. And then it's kind of like this loop where it's like, oh, because this whole thing was he's saying this whole movie is his traumas. And the most traumatic event, it leads up to the most traumatic event in his life is at his own birth. And I was like, I get what you're saying because, you know, uh, oh my God, I wasn't asked for this. Da, da, da. But I was still I like, I mean, you, whole, you set it up. I you guess, set it up yeah. for reincarnation. That's how I felt it. Mm-hmm. I, even watching it, I was like, oh, it's going to set up that whole thing, whatever. Yeah, and then I was like just, doing some reading after afterwards. But yeah. Yeah. It's that notion, which, yes, I, I, I know, like, but that notion has just been around for so long, too. It's just like, like you said, like, oh, he, he he grabbed this from this and this. It's like just adding more, like, less originality than uh, than I had thought that this was, kind of, if he is interpreting it like that. Because that whole notion of, like, yeah, the most traumatic thing that ever happened to you is that you get, you, that, you, you know, you were, you were, you know, was, was at your birth and born. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah, that was kind of interesting, but I was kind of, like, it could still be like a re- rebirth renewal mm-hmm. because you have like that fading out. Uh, I, that's another way you could interpret it. Our way, our, our way of thinking of it was like fa- the fading out of your the old life into the new life kind of thing, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think this movie, like we touched on, is definitely one of those vibes movies where you're not watching it for the plot. You're definitely not really watching it for the characters. You're watching it to just kind of be in this world and to feel things like you're not watching this, watching this character have an arc and learn a lesson and be like, all right, well, that was the ultimate moral of this story. It's more like just living with the vibes of it and just being like when I I don't know if you guys have the same feeling, but like when I was watching this, it just made me feel so existential and just like empty and like like, you know, I I just kept thinking of fucking Scott Pilgrim where it's just like, we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. I was like, that's this mm-hmm. fucking entire movie. Mm-hmm. Just, just it's making not a race, it- guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Am I the only one that thinks that his nar- the narc friend essentially did it because he got jealous, right? He got jealous of his mom, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, like, okay. Because that- he, 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 wanted, he wanted Oscar right yeah because okay. because yeah. oscar like very in the beginning that i caught it this time i remember last time i watched it he said something about a blowjob and then in the psychedelic orgy love hotel scene mm-hmm. he's sucking some dudes a couple guys dick in the elevator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, i thought that was more of like a dig but then hear, hearing it this time around he's like yeah he just wants to suck my dick or something like that. that's disgusting and then I was like, and then watching the. Oh, you know, was he saying that about the narc guy, or was he yeah, saying it about Victor. the the? Oh, I thought he was saying it about the um the drug dealer. Oh no, he was saying about. I think he was saying about Victor because I thought that oh, was okay, the payoff. Okay. That oh, like okay. in the dream psychedelic love hotel sequence, that's why he's blowing those guys in the in the elevator because yeah. that because the first time that's what I thought, and then this time it kind of confirmed it. Again, though, you're kind of more. I don't know, sometimes the blinking in that opening scene, kind of like, you kind of have to get used to the blinking because you're seeing somebody else blink. So I remember both times I was like, like, yeah. you know, listeners, you can't see it, but I'm like blinking, like, I'm forced to blink. It's kind of one of those yeah. things where it's like... It just made me think about my own blinking like so much. Yawn, yeah, exactly. Like when you see somebody yawn and, and you yawn. Yeah, like yeah you got yeah. yeah. And and just like you were saying, Ariel, with first-person game thing, because, you know... It reminded me of a Resident Evil Seven, you know, Biohazard, because yeah, that that yeah. that one is first person. It's not, yeah. you know, third person mm-hmm. or, or tank mm-hmm. controls. So yeah, uh, even in that game, I think there's instances where you start real, like you know, you see his hands and he's putting like ointment mm-hmm. on it. You know, he's yeah, spoilers. You know, he gets his hand mm-hmm. cut off, and you're like, oh fuck, yeah, and it's like right in your face. But yeah, mm-hmm. 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 but uh. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, the whole time I was watching, I was like, this is like definitely a midnight movie. Like I would, Mm -hmm. I I definitely would like to watch it in in theaters, like not immediately because I I, (laughs) don't go in tired, like because you do kind of want alertness. You yeah. know, that's why, yeah. but you don't want, that's the thing, like, going back to you guys saying, like, uh, you, you didn't want to watch this, like, you know, under the influence and stuff like that. Like, you want alertness while watching this movie, but you don't want to be over alert. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, because yeah. it's a lot. Like, I think, fuck, I'm trying to think of a movie I saw, like, faded as fuck, that was, like, stimulating, and, and it was nowhere near as, like, like this. I think it was, 
it might just be an anime intro that's like mm-hmm. flashy and yeah. like demon slayer or some shit they're really cool and like watching that high i'm like whoa okay that's that's a lot i'm glad it's just you know minute 30 seconds almost three fucking hours of this is like oh my <laughs> god it's too much like especially high mm-hmm. yeah and it, but it does keep your attention it's not something like you know skin rink or something where you just kind of like you, you are just yeah. kind of watching things but at least things are like happening in this movie you know yeah yeah, yeah. My brother kind of started to fall asleep during that one. He said until like a it, he he. It's his story to tell, but he kind of like had like a a kind of heightened watching of that one because while he was st- he was kind of like falling asleep, he the movie kind of melded into his like subconscious itself. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I like, hear. Like, <laughs> I still haven't seen it, which I'm kicking myself in the ass about. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch it, but he watched. They showed that at like. They showed those at like ten o'clock showings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just so just look at a wall for an hour and a half, Alan. You'll get the experience. <laughs> yeah, that's it, what it I hear. Sounds it's kinda, that's kind of one of the. It, yeah, no. it sounds creepy. Like the trailers are great, and that's the one thing is like because I go on Letterbox and then I, I hear two things. It's always two things. Like Derek said, just turn off the lights and hang out there for an hour and a half, or stare at a wall, or oh my god, this is one of the scariest fucking things. I feel like I'm seeing things in real life. Like it's very immersive. You have to be like semi sleepy for that one. So yeah, yeah I definitely you, fell asleep the first time I saw. Yeah, <laughs> but you kind of like yeah, you have to be like trying to pay attention, but you're very tired apparently, according to my according to my brother, because then you'll you'll like the the movie and and your subconscious half sleep state will meld together. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, no, I I'm glad to hear what you guys. Have. Uh, had to say about it it's been one of those movies that's been on my mind since we started this podcast and again like i said i was like do i want to challenge myself to watch that again because it's a lot and be slow but you know what this time around it was a lot easier to watch and it was a lot easier to take in so i'm happy to hear that you guys kind of enjoyed it at least the vibes of it all yeah. experience because like yeah. i said it, it, it's not a movie you sit down for the story or for the character mm-hmm. arcs like Derek's saying it's an experience just like you know i think on one of our older podcasts we had a guest and we brought up antichrist that movie is not about the story that movie what? is just fucking visceral and dark and heavy and it's just no fun but you watch it because it's an experience and mm-hmm. it's and it's not even like a I don't even know if I would consider it a horror movie. It's just a heavy experimental film. But yeah, pretty much yeah. Um, well, I wanted to ask, since we always kind of do these now, what is the type of experimental film that you guys have seen that you would recommend to everybody? Or you feel like you're like, you saw it and you're like, oh shit, you know what? I I would recommend this one or I would never watch this shit again. Like that one time was good enough. Mm. Well, the one, like, one that popped in my head that I, I like, don't really want to watch. <laughs> I was just kind of thinking while you were, like, explaining the concept. Ichi the Killer, I, I like... Was, oh, like, my God. Ichi the like, Killer is a fucking shit, dude. I'll watch that shit again and again. No, that was fucking wild. No, that vibe is, like, not my vibe. Like, again, the whole body horror and all that's that. That's fucking like, no. Fred and I. Fred and I were, yeah, like, exactly. holy shit. One of the goriest films of all time. <laughs> Let's watch it. And we sat and watched it. And we're like, damn, hey, that shit was fucked up. Okay, you thought the opening credits of this film was fucking awesome? Itch of the Killer. Oh, coincidentally, both have nut. Itch of the Killer's <laughs> opening title, like it shows Itch of the Killer, is him nutting. And it his cum falls on on uh on like a leaf and it spells the title of the film oh my god ariel i'm fucking shocked you saw that i I thought you (laughs) were the last person i I didn't watch it i didn't watch it that's what i'm saying i'll never watch it i didn't watch it i didn't watch it it. oh my god no 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 i didn't watch it i was saying that that that, that's a movie that that i i see it i know it's i know it's not the vibe for me i'm not gonna watch it i didn't watch it no okay 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 i thought you yeah no 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 Aerial Sludge the Killer? <laughs> no, no, shit. no. I was yeah. like thinking of like maybe I should because I know it's like a classic and all that. I'm like, oh. but then like <laughs> it, it's a classic like, in the I sense can't. of like no. I like to see fucked up shit. Yeah, but, like that's like me and Fred's classics where we're like, yeah, let's see like fucking intense shit. Well, I thought but, at least <laughs> in like it's so because it it was a it's a cult like one of the cult classics that they they like had like they have a series at at the Frida. 
and it had come up. Yeah, um, I wanted to well, see. Well, if it. there's an actual like story, maybe. But then I saw like like they show like a trailer and stuff. I was like, <sighs> I was like, no, there's no story here. Okay, <laughs> it's just body horror. There's a story, uh, but yeah. it's not like yeah, kind of thing. It, it's an uh, experience. That's actually yeah. a really good one. Yeah, it's an experience. Yeah, midnight movie for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all right, Derek, yeah. Derek, you're yours. So, I mean, I tend to like films that are inspired by experimental, but, like, like have experimental elements but aren't fully experimental. I tend not to like stuff that just, like, goes too overboard where you're like, what is even this about? So, like I mentioned, you know, before a lot of times, like, I like The Green Knight. I feel like that one gets it just enough weirdness, but it's still a coherent story, but it has mm-hmm. those non-formalistic elements in it. I really like I'm Thinking of Anythings. So that's probably one of my favorite experimental films. I, I like a lot of the experimental stuff that um, Michelle Gondre does. And, you know, like, just, and like, especially when they mix it, like I said, with the more traditional filmmaking, and then you have those experimental weird shit creep in, like Eternal Sunshine is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, and as Gondre has gone on to direct more of his films rather than just being a writer his stuff has gotten weirder and weirder and and more interesting so yeah yeah i mean definitely and there's some animated stuff that i think does some really experimental stuff interesting you know a lot of like anime that's just kind of bizarre and off the wall you know stuff like we've covered like i think even thief and the cobbler um Mm -hmm. it's not animated but sunshine was another one that got experimental Mm -hmm. towards the end uh interstellar Mm -hmm. these were all obviously inspired by 2001 so they do have the those kind of trippy elements that are kind of grandfathered in through that um so i think yeah those are a lot of my favorites for sure but yeah. definitely go definitely go watch i'm thinking of anything so that's top of the list okay real fast is that movie about suicide no but maybe it's one of those like i don't okay. think so but it you could definitely read it that way okay because like i don't know anything about it i just heard mm-hmm. the title and I immediately was like, "Is someone going to kill themselves?" Because that sounds no, very. It's it's about very... a, the title's in reference to a breakup. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because like I was, I keep hearing how good it is, but no one says what it's about. They're just like, "Bro, you got to watch it." Going, mm-hmm. going, not knowing anything about it. But I'm like, "Is it going to be like a weird, heavy drama about suicide?" Because it's kind of weird. It don't is know. weird I... as shit. Like, okay. Cool. But like Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley, double Jessies, they're both so good <laughs> in it. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking about ending that that one. Yeah. It's one of those um, movies I made my mom watch, and she's like, "So what was happening?" Um. So I think, um, movie wise, uh, yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, one that we we discussed on here. I guess you can say it's a vibe. Like, yeah, Monkey Bone. And stuff <laughs> like that. But that's, like, going off Alan. That's a childhood one. Um, One that, like, a sh- I just want to, like, throw out a show that, like, is interesting concept of a show. And I really freaking loved the the show itself. I I think it might go down as, like, one of my favorite shows of all times of, um, that I just recently saw on Netflix was um the Japanese show Alice in Borderlands. Oh, I wanted to watch that. It, it is such... It's like it's just this concept, and I don't want to give the ending away. No, but, don't, please, yeah. But you know, no, no, I'm not going to. But the how it ends, I was just like, this show is it that is brilliance. It is brilliant. Yeah, I I love. I ended up loving that show so much. It ended so incredible. Like it's based on on a manga. I guess they followed the manga pretty closely, except for one aspect at the end. But yeah, it is such an incredible, like, it's such an incredible payoff of of a show at the end. And definitely a kind of high con. It starts off kind of, the first season, it's two seasons, the first season has a weirdness to it, but then it, the second season just builds on that situation and and the ending just kind of makes it, oh, this is like a whole concept kind of show. So it's, it's yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. 
But before we get to you, Alan, I just wanted to, you mm-hmm. reminded me real fast, Ariel, with Monkey Bone. I just want to shout out just like Henry Selleck in general. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite filmmakers of like at making weird, ex- existential, experimental, almost animated stuff. And I also just want to throw out Wendell Wild, uh, Wendell and Wild, James and the Giant Peach, and especially Coraline is some really great ones. I remember yeah, Alan, J- James of the Giant James and the Giant Peach. He he did he weird. do Coraline? Yes, he did. Everyone thinks okay. it's Tim Burton because they were like from the director. Nope. That no, was no, no, again, no, yeah. yeah, no, just that it's Leica. So yeah. that's yeah, they, it was their first. They were first film, and yeah. Okay, he, so he he like directing, yeah. Yeah. Same with the Nightmare Before Christmas. Everyone's like, oh, it's a Tim Burton movie. I mean, he mm-hmm. produced it, but yep. it was exactly uh, yeah. Henry Selick, yeah. She always bugs the fuck out of me. I really yeah. don't like that. It really yeah. kind of grinds my... Me hey, too. <laughs> but, um... Oh, man, I don't know. It's, I'm trying to think. Because Enter the Void was one, and then a, a big shocker that, you know, Ariel brought up with Itch of the Killer. Um, <laughs> I guess of Extreme? I, I saw it when I was 12, and I've brought it up multiple times. It is kind of weird, and it's intense, and graphic and sometimes you at the end of the movie you i don't know what the fuck is happening is uh again when i bring up like i said all the time is the end of evangelion mm-hmm. that the fuck like the fucking trailer the teaser for that film is just screaming for 30 seconds <laughs> and it's just horrifying and again it was another one that me and fred saw where we we're like oh fu- i should not have seen it when i was like 11 12 years old because it fucked me up <laughs> it, but now I'm like, okay, I kind of want to watch it again, even though it's still a movie that I'm afraid to watch again because it was just a lot. But um, yeah, I guess like, animated wise, I, I would say that one. I, maybe some people might not think it's experimental, but it's. I don't. I wouldn't even call it a vibe. It's 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 shit just happening, and it's just nothing happy is happening at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. One one in that in that vein, uh, because you you mentioned Hen- Henry Selick and, and all those types of movies and like Leica and all that, kind of spurred me on to one movie that I I think would fall into it. And I I do kind of think we should cover it eventually. Is nine, nine was is a really I good remember. like oh, the one with like the sock movie. puppet kind of mm-hmm. like yeah yeah okay very that high concept cool. of like kind of like life and stuff like that even too i would I, yeah i would I, I mean i would be interested to revisit that one mm-hmm. i remember i did see that one on september 9 2009 <laughs> oh, I, I, I think we just got out of school and we're like got nothing to do and we're like fuck it i don't remember much of it but i remember i was like yeah it was kind of cool Nice, nice. And this, I will say, like this, this is kind of reminding me of is this uh, all these experimental films and you know this one, Enter the Void, in particular, talk about. They're kind of this subgenre of movie, or and there's this great letterbox list that I love looking at called Lonely People in Neon Cities, where it's just like somebody wandering around this really cool, bright neon cities, you know, stuff like this or like Drive or Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, like I love that Kavinsky. Yes, I love you know what I mean. I love that kind of vibe in a movie where somebody just wandering around. There's neon Same. lights, and it's just like explore or in the mood for love is another really good one for that list. So I, I always love that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, same here. I, I'm a big fan of. I love like Outrun and like synthwave music. Like mm-hmm. it, that reminds you of like neon lights, mm-hmm. uh, city pop, like Japanese city pop, future funk. I l- that that music is one of my favorite genres and i think about that shit all the time just driving lonely in a city neon lights mm-hmm. just like i that's why i fell in love with drive i know people mm-hmm. are like he's just like me for real for real <laughs> but i'm like no i actually fell in love with it because i just love the vibe of that movie mm-hmm. especially with kavinsky's uh night call playing at the very beginning drew me in within seconds i was like oh i already liked this movie i right. already loved it oh yeah absolutely but he is just like me, for real, for real. <laughs> You've got the scorpion jacket. <laughs> I still want to buy that fucking jacket. Right? One of these but Halloweens. I'm going to have to do it. I did see one one Halloween. This one guy, it was over in uh, Old Town Orange. Um, uh, nobody knew who he was. He, like, splattered blood on his face. He had a hammer. But he had, like, a jean jacket on. Mm-hmm. And he did his hair like him. And it's one of the few scenes where he's not wearing the scorpion jacket. Mm-hmm. And I was at the bar, and I was waiting for my drink, and he ordered a drink. And I looked at him, and I was like, are you 
driver from Drive, and he's like, dude, you're the only fucking person all night that knew who the fuck I was. Everybody thought I was just some fucking serial killer. And and I was like, I'm a bit real, it's because you need the scorpion jacket. He's like, I know, but it's fucking five hundred dollars. And I was just like, I get you though, but I was like, I hope that made your your night. And he's like, You did, I appreciate it. No one knows who the fuck I am. But yeah. Nice, but yeah. very nice. But anyways, yeah, any uh announcements you guys want to make or any thing shameless plugs? Um, I yeah, I don't think I have anything coming up. I, I have been taking it a little bit easier with all all the guest spots but um you know definitely check out some of the past ones i did with uh, real chums uh i'm always on can i say something with my buddy damien so so check out that show and then obviously check out our patreon undercast company and get we're gonna have always uh, some exclusive stuff for the patrons over there for as little as a dollar as always i host a podcast you've ever seen um comes out at the beginning of each month um this past month one which will newer one will also be coming out too but at least in present times recently i started up the a new series with my brother with um where i introduced him to movies of my childhood that get stuck around with me and and are some of my favorites so um we discussed uh, another kind of high concept a bit at the time, I I would say, um, of Page Master um, with Macaulay Culkin in the, in the 1990s movie. That movie scared the shit out of me. As a kid, I I was I, I my my cousin one of my cousins would religiously watch that movie, and I pretty sure the, it was the horror the horror the section Jekyll, scene. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah I you should have had me. I've never I've never seen it either, Ariel. So uh, really. I'm, Kind of doing it special series no, no, with my just, brother. I just, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the, that, that's, that's the newest one, at least currently. Then we're going to be following up with other ones. So check out at the first of each month for that. And definitely check us out on all the socials, Undercast Company, everywhere. Uh, give us five stars if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes. Give us a like if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and give us a follow on Instagram, Undercast Company, Undercast Co. on Twitter, all the places. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being amazing, everybody. Yeah, take it easy. Thank you so much, everyone, and take it easy. Have a good one. Bye.